just uh, <laughs> glass. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. You're just joining us as Ray begins to kill the magic, telling everybody that the glasses are just standard glass. They're there for the uh, when you need to look intelligent, and uh, you've not got any visual issues whatsoever. Your vision's <laughs> good looking. Good looking man, isn't he? Good looking man. It can be a good look though, you know. Some you can you can go out and look like you you know you're working some field of science, and you just you, you look to... a lot like Jeff Hale there. I don't know, it's a bit scary. Let hey, Jeff Hale is like super brainy, yeah, super intelligent guy, and strong as balls. Oh yeah, Jeff's yeah. he's remarkable, isn't he, Jeff? Really? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Dude can arm wrestle. Not got many leverage. Advantages. Let's be honest, you know. Oh, he's he's just a bull. He's bull. He's smart. I, he's technical. And I want to. I really. I'd love to have just just some training time with him. Just to yeah, brilliant. Man. Where, where, where we're at. Very I'll, deep thinking yeah. lad. Really knows how to use the weapons at his disposal. I mean, yeah. Yeah. one of my favorite. I'm going to be honest. One of my favorite arm wrestlers of all time. He's, he's, he's one of those guys that takes abuse, but I have no idea why. We'll intro the show in a minute, guys. But we just we're off. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, his his performance at uh, WAF 2019 was just amazing. Like, it's so hard to transition from WL to back to WAF on the highest level. He had some amazing matches. The switch yeah, up he when did. he's when when he understood his uh, hook is dead, he's just like, oh, I'm gonna just top roll, and then amazing. I, I love the dude. I love the dude. I mean, the battle with the, I think it was the Georgian that he had that really long, was it the Georgian and the Russian where he lost his wrist and ended up coming back in the press? That was a great match. Absolute yeah. cracker. You know, he had, he had some battles. And that, and that let's be honest, that weight The King's Move it, versus the Russian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 75 well, that, 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 that weight class, mate, is iron. Always has been. Throughout, if you look at the history of the 75 kilo weight class at the WAF Worlds, Mega. I mean, there's just been some. I used to, I, I love, go, I'd go to the World Arm Wrestling Federation events and sit down at 8 a.m. and sit through till friggin', you know, 11 it's, o'clock it's at night. 75 kilo class is usually four hours. Three, four oh, hours. It's eight. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, like a soap opera. You'd see yeah. it unfold and the twists and the turns and who'd end up coming out on top. Just so exciting every year. Uh, or at least it was for a geek like myself who, <laughs> Um, I could just watch it forever. Anyway, enough of my rambling garbage. Welcome to the show, guys. Episode number seven. Oh, there it is. If you, haven't, if you haven't subscribed now, you're going to do it right now or Ryan's going to beat you. You know, this is oh. why we have Ryan here. Uh, I call you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ryan's going to call everyone out who hasn't subscribed to the channel. Like the video. You're doing a lot of traveling, right? Episode 7, guys, and we were just getting down a, a path about which is more important, strength or prowess. And uh, I know that, Ryan, I wanted to bring it to you first of all, and then I'm going to go to Ray to talk about two lightweights. So we, we kicked off the show with lightweights, and we'll talk about this excellence in arm wrestling versus strength. So, Ryan, first of all, your own experience close to home, skinny guy, yeah. Jordan Davis. Skinny guy is a great example of prowess. Um, the ratio of prowess to strength in him is definitely well and truly in the prowess factor. Um, he is, he, he started in the sport. Um, uh, I met Jordan when he was a few, still 18 years old and he was the, 
weakest looking human I've ever seen in my life. Um, legit, legit. So weird. he'd just come out of a broken arm car, uh, and famously Jordan, Jordan could reach, uh, his, his index finger and thumb could touch around his forearm. So, uh, that shows you that it was basically bone, that, that all, all that was there that where he started from. And he, as you know, he's tall, he's long, he's lanky, he's got a big long hand. His actual elbow to fingertips the same as Devin Larratt, despite him being a, a lightweight. Um, and he didn't have confidence for a long time um, that he could ever be anything. He just came up. His brother actually paid him $50 to come to his first ever arm wrestling session at my place because I was actually coaching Jordan's brother. But Jordan, through the process of this, discovered that um, he was never going to win through strength. It wasn't his thing. And so he slowly was developing a sense of how to lose slower. And mm-hmm. he discovered how to lose slow with very technical, fine movement. And, um, and the, the product that came from that is for me, I, I, I think that Jordan is, uh, I feel like, and, and this is something that the collective Australian arm wrestling scene believes. We all believe that Jordan has the most potential out of anyone in the arm wrestling scene in Australia long term because. Apart from Danny Tech. Because Jordan has such a, an ability to react in a very minute manner that we all say if he ever does get strong, um, we're all, we're all screwed. Um, so, um, and he's starting to, I don't know if you saw the most recent video, he pulled out 60 kilos of, one, of side pressure. So he's starting to get strong, which is the scary thing. And he's going up to the middleweight class and, um, Anyone that has that degree of prowess that then gets strong, to me, is the, the to me that's a complete arm wrestling. I think you need both. Now then, another guy that deserves massive respect and gets massive respect for his technical ability, um, cerebral approach to the sport, and genuine understanding and well-roundedness is the Jedi, Giannis Amelins. The guy is some dude lives friggin' Salt Pills. <laughs> exactly. Salt talking Pils. about right there, mate. Oh, yeah. And, you know, yeah. let's be honest, Yanis can arm wrestle. Yanis can pull. Now, what people won't necessarily be aware of, and I get a little bit frustrated with this because I do hear it quite a lot, and I hear this, you know, people will say, oh, Yanis is, Yanis is he's a really good arm wrestler, but he's not that strong. You know, you, and I'm like, <laughs> he's really, really strong. No, oh, he's not that strong. No, he... Now, set the record straight here, mate. Is Giannis Hamlin strong? Strong RF. Yeah. Man is strong. Just he's because so you see... Oh, my God, he's strong. I First mean... Of all, people no, no, people, people keep that. forgetting that he's... All the time, he hasn't changed for, I don't know, 15 years... He's 74 or 78 max. I have never seen Jans bigger. And they're like, oh, Jans looks big. And he's the same. He's always ripped. He's, uh, he eats clean. He lives clean. And that's what he is. And he trains hard. And he's so strong. Like, like these, these, uh, th- doesn't matter what's the movement. Giannis will, will be in top three in every lift in the gym. And we have, we have, uh, we have Vlad, we have Raymond Santonovic, myself. It doesn't matter what kind of, what, because everyone shines in their different way. 
Janus will be right there with everyone. So whenever we are talking about the greatness in Latvian arm wrestling, uh, we, we would say like uh, Normans is the ultimately the best we ever have uh, ever had. Thompson's Normans. Uh, we would say most technical is Raimonds. Uh, the biggest uh, prospect is uh, Vlad, and uh, overall best, well-rounded is Janus. So he's smart, technical, strong, and very very knowledgeable. And he lives and breathes arm wrestling. It's, uh, for past, like, all this quarantine, we're basically training together whenever we can. So we just set it up and we just do. And it's either gonna be what I wanna do or what he wants to mix it up and doesn't matter. And it's, uh, we keep pushing each other and it doesn't matter, like, uh, what I feel I'm, I'm good at. Jan is gonna beat me there. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And he's super strong. And people keep forgetting he's lightweight. And it's not just, and, and, like, <clears throat> coming back to what we talked about in the last episode, is this, uh, this super strength, just lifting these 150 kilos, 40 kilos, doesn't matter. Giannis, uh, thinks about longevity in most lifts, and he's like, well, this is enough for this to be outstanding, but if my rotation doesn't hold, doesn't matter how, how much I can do this with this style. So, that's a little bit of Giannis thinking. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's strong, he's knowledgeable, he doesn't have the biggest hand, he's, he's, uh, entrepreneurial. No, he really no, he's just like average, average dude. He's strong, he's just, but it's hard work, hard work throughout the years. Never stops, no days off, you know. He it's, is it's, an athlete, is what, yeah. is, 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 he, the man is yeah. an athlete. Yeah. I beat him in a beach spring. He came to Australia last year. And, I saw you know, how you beat him in a beach spring. You're a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got. I think he was out of his, his league. He didn't quite know what was going on, but take it. I am taking. I beat that man at a beach spring with my dad board and everything. Are we? Are we talking about um, Rocky Three? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. vest, seventies shorts, knee Basically, socks. Pretty much, it was facing the sand, facing the other way. We had okay. it was the to the to the thong at the other end, and uh, yeah, but. Aside from his lack of ability in beach sprints, the man is a is a weapon, uh, undeniable. Um, every time I've gripped him, his wrist up back pressure. And when I say every time, I've never had a ready go. I've always been training, but every time his wrist up back pressure feels like iron, and it's just like ah, what do I, what do, I do? What do I do with this? It's 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 intimidating. He's very very strong every day of the week. It's nice to see that Giannis has had a little resurgence of late as well because um, for one of the guys who's in some respects a bit of an old guard, Paul and he's been around for a long, long, long period of time. You know, um, He's floated in and out of the sport in terms of his commitment level to arm wrestling or how, how hard he was pursuing it. Um, but this last year, he looked like he was right there again. He looked like he was really having a run at it. He, he wanted to... <clears throat> He wanted to go back to WL. We all know he needs to have the yeah. championship match. And he was like ready, you know. All this, he's like, mm. so we have more time to train. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, when they going to call? I'm like, call him by yourself. Just call him. I'm like, this is getting ridiculous. We need to have this match. Jans, uh and... Uh, yeah, I, I need to come back to this thought about the WL. Uh, we had uh, this talk, and I want to bring it up. But yeah, uh, my opinion: some of the hardest working guys are these lightweights, because most of these lightweights 
are not thinking about just beating their class. They're thinking about beating overall. And you look at the same, uh, Daniel Prokopchuk right now is uh, putting out amazing videos. If you're He's his style of puller, he puts out the great content. And if you look at the weights that he's lifting, and he, I will not say he transfers everything to the table, because I know how he arm muscles and he just uh, doesn't, he end up in in a little bit worse positions than he trains from, but the strength level of this guy who's 74, maybe 76 right now, I don't know, but amazing. It's uh, Most of the heavyweights or, or 100 kilo guys can't even match that. And he was in Ukraine about a month ago where there was uh, Pushkar's Cup. He got second place in overall. You know, that yeah. says a lot. Yeah. Daniel's, Daniel's a, a very, very impressive young man. And he yeah. is only young as well. That's yeah. the thing. He's nowhere near realized his potential and yet he's got great wins. I mean, he's, he's beaten guys like... World uh, champion, European champion. Yeah, I mean, beating okay. Mindy's mega, because Mindy August is a bad man. Let me tell you, you know, Qu- that guy. Qu- question for you guys that might, might be a little off, off the beaten track here, but mm. one observation that I have about uh, the stars that come out of Europe and the stars that come out of North America is the age. North American stars are mid-20s to early 30s, and North American stars are 40s to 50s. Why is why is that, and why don't we see many Europeans go on to be? I don't know, people like Engen Jersey, obviously, exception. Um, but why don't we see many fifty-year-old European stars? You know what? I actually think there's plenty of them. I think there's a lot of them out there. But I do think that. I mean, I think that you know people talk about the Masters World Championships, and <clears throat> I mean this with the greatest of respect, right? Because I am a master. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously 46 years old, but you got a situation where, Q Ryan, you, uh, <laughs> nearly fell off his chair laughing at that. He's like, oh, be dead in a bit, you know, but, uh, joking aside, the, uh, yeah, no, Raymond, I will. But the situation is, um, that there are some really, really strong masters out there. There's some guys that are very, very powerful. You know, obviously you've got a couple in Latvia, uh, Raymond's. But they're also, I think in North America, I believe there's a tremendous amount of untapped talent. And I think the more money that comes into the sport, I think you'll see guys emerge in North America that are easily as good as anyone in the world. And I genuinely believe that. That are younger? Any age group, mate, but particularly the younger guys. Because I think it's... um, recognition and attitudinally I think that's the biggest thing attitudinally in North America the sport is not given the same profiling as it is in many culturally it's not given the same recognition that it that it certainly in Eastern Europe I think um, strength sports generally command more recognition and more respect and you know Whereas in North America, in, even in the UK, it's more about, you know, football, mm. more about ball sports, more about things like that, that. Those are the, that's where the recognition is, you know. <clears throat> and, I, and I do think that if there was a lot more, very similar journey to the way that you saw with UFC, you know, I think if you've got a lot more money comes into the sport, you will see athletes come from North America that you never knew were there, but are ridiculous. I have yep. no doubt whatsoever that those guys are there. 
here's the thing, though. You know, like in the back in the day, you have to have a situation where Mexico would produce unbelievable fighters because of the way of life out there, the way that the sport was perceived, and also that that hardship that people were. So a lot of the poor environments used to bring up mega fighters. Because there was sort of a mindset to it. If you're living in difficult circumstances, yeah, your day-to-day is a struggle. Your day-to-day existence is a fight. You become hard. You become tough. You become conditioned to that mindset that you need to be an exceptional fighter. I do think, in some respects, any um, sport where, you know, you're dealing with um, the Iron Snake, where you're dealing with weights, where you're dealing with the pursuit of physical damage. And let's be honest, if you're under any illusions that arm wrestling doesn't damage you physically, in the same way that strongman and things like that do, you're living in a bubble. You definitely take, you have to go through the pain to get to the highest levels of arm wrestling. I know Devon says now that he, you know, he wants that situation where he doesn't push his body that hard, but I'm talking about the actual match. You have to go to that the, the edge, and Devon definitely does that when he's on the arm wrestling table. Forget preparation. On the day of the match, if you have to go there, you got to go there. And Devon speaks a lot about you know he break his arm and is he prepared to do this? Is he prepared to do that? Most of the great arm wrestlers, the guys that have really reached the top of the sport, are obsessive to the point of destruction where it comes to their own bodies. They'll push as hard as they need to push, and I think there's a mindset there. And I think that a lot of the Eastern European uh, arm wrestlers, the best arm wrestlers that I've met from Eastern Europe, they have that mindset. They've got that regimen, that work ethic, that professional approach to the sport of arm wrestling. They don't see it as um, a fringe sport. They see it as a life, a life choice. And from my own experience, in order to get to the top, people have often said, oh, you can't win in arm wrestling without steroids. I know you can. I know you can, because I've done it. And I'll argue that all day, every day, with anyone. I've done it. What you can do, if you have got all the gifts that you require, if you've got the ability to do it, and you've got the mental focus, aptitude, and commitment. And in my perspective, I used to have massive arguments with my family my dad used to be on my case all the time saying that I was obsessed with arm wrestling that was the word he used I probably still am to some extent but nothing like when I was a kid he'd be always you're obsessed with arm wrestling you put arm wrestling above everything above your family above everything you do nothing else seven days a week we'd go on holiday and I was following a strict diet We'd go on holiday, and that night I'd be there. I'd take equipment to train my hand and wrist when I was going on holiday. <laughs> Fact. Yeah. That's what I did. I love the feeling. <clears throat> you know, and that that that's what I'm talking about. It's that 24/7 approach, and I do think it's, that that's more readily available in Eastern Europe. I think it, this this is the great argument in uh, Kazakhstan. The, the guys, it's the way out. If you're a national team and uh, you get in top two places, you get money, you get paid, and you get paid all the year. So mm. it's their way out, and they're fighters. So this is why they are so tough in junior level oh. and senior level. doesn't matter. Kazakhs are crazy strong, crazy good, because it's way out. Like, 
North America, they have more options. If you're a good athlete, you're a strong dude, everything, you can play baseball, football, doesn't matter. You have options where there's a lot of money, you know. Mm. Uh, arm wrestling, what, if we keep growing, we will, we, every country will have outstanding athletes. Yeah. Every country. I, I mean, you make a good point with the Kazakhs because, you know, you look at some of the guys there. I mean, um, Zaranov, Georgi Zaranov, what an animal, the one ten WAF champion of the world. He never gets in the conversation about how good he is. My God, that man is strong. Strong. I would love to see him against a lot of the leading super heavyweights in the world. Oh, you watch he looked phenomenal. Phenomenal in WAF 2019. Oh, my God. With right arm. Who, who Mate, can, who can stop Zaluya and just like... Yeah, just... Know, rip, stop you know, yeah, oh Wait for God. 30 seconds and... And then crush his ass. The, yeah. Mate, when I, when I was watching that, I was making notes. That is a bad I, All I was thinking is, oh, I hope this guy speaks good English, because let me tell you, so impressive. Yeah. I mean, what a monster. I could put him to so many matches. Oh, dude. Yeah. And, uh, and he, he, he destroyed Matushenko in 2019 with both yeah. arms. And Easy. Matushenko is a real deal. He's so strong, so good with, with all the Russians right there. He looked phenomenally. He looked phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, Zeranov ran through him. It's very interesting. very interesting to look at the psychology of what makes uh, a champion. You get countries like Kazakhstan. You said that there, it's a way out. It's a way out of poverty, potentially. Way out, way out for a family. I know countries like China, historically, with a population as big as that, the cream that rises to the top of a country like that is amazing. And I know they've just started in the arm wrestling world. Their government is, I believe, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that their now government is involved in arm wrestling and sponsoring arm wrestling. So I feel like in five, six, seven years, we're going to see Chinese people, particularly in the lightweights and the females, starting to starting to be dominant because for them to get that Chinese support from the government, they've got to be number one or number two. And can you imagine from a country that big what that produces? Oh, Alan Poole? Wow. Yeah. Where <coughs> Australia, like my, my, my reasons, as you say, my reasons for becoming an armorer are not, not to get out of poverty. It's just because I, I love being a competitor. So it's a, it's a different, it's a totally different psychology as to why someone in my position Pursues that elite level versus Kazakhstan, and yeah, when you when you like you say when it when it comes down to a, the fight, the psychology of someone who's come from from the hardship versus my position, it's it's, it's different, isn't it? It's very yeah, different. It's, it's it's another thing I have always said. Just look at uh, podiums on of uh, it's it's either extraordinary great athletes from one country who are very smart, very technical, very just very good on all everything. Either it's from these countries where it's a little bit undeveloped and it is the way out, where they got money, like it's Russia, yeah. Ukraine got paid, uh, Georgia, Kazakhstan. And then on the other spectrum, we have athletes that have basically everything, like Sweden, and the guys just cannot make it, just cannot make it. Yeah. Girls, on the other hand, who wants to beat every guy they arm wrestle with, they get there because they have a little bit different mentality on it. And I think yeah. we... The more comfortable you get, softer you get. And it happens with everything in every athlete. This is why great boxers usually fall very, very high because just they are so used to this hardship and then they get super comfortable and they're like, nah, you know. Well, Jack, Jack Dempsey, 
okay? Who's my all-time sporting hero since I was a kid. My dad, my grandfather used to tell me stories about Jack Dempsey. And if, if you ever read um, the, 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 the life story of Jack Dempsey, hard man, oh my yeah. God. You, you know, he came from a large family. He used to um, ride in the rods, it was called. He basically he used to, he didn't have any train fare. So he'd go state to state. Bearing in mind the dude was traveling to bare knuckle fight. Okay. When he was a teenager, we're talking 14, 15 years, he'd go into mining towns, western mining towns. You can imagine the dudes that you get there, yeah? They're hard. And he would travel underneath the train. Mm. They used to have rods underneath the train. He would literally lie on those rods and travel state to state, then get off the train, go into the mining town, walk into a bar, and say, I'll fire any son of a bitch in here. Money, yeah. okay. Hard, hardest thing hard, you can get. Hard, so hard. Yeah. Now yeah. he's he famously. I mean, you hear about it now. People like say, "Oh, Marvin Hagler said they misquoted." He originally said in the 1920s that it's hard to get up and go running at 5 a.m. when you're wearing silk underwear. That was one of his original comments about the way that he changed when he lost. Uh, fights later in his career against Gene Tunney and he said yeah, obviously you change you transform I'm not in a situation now where I can be under any pretense to be that mindset anymore and if you've been bred like that all your life that's what you've done and then all of a sudden you've got to try and transform yourself into a very different type of individual uh, how can you possibly do that Hard. Sounds like there's hard. information going on in the background there, too. Yeah, that's just my sons uh, getting their evening, uh, their their mother saying, lads, you got to have a bath and go to bed. Now, my, my, my son, is he doesn't like bed. That is illegal. Um, and you probably heard him clearly shout, you're not the boss of me. Uh, and I think he actually... Hey, yeah. Literally, he was throwing down some Jack Dempsey's right there on his mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's true, actually like, distracted but, a bit as he landed a vicious left hook. But anyway. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah, I, 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 I admire that. And not, not only in sport, but in life. The most influential people in, in the world came from hardship. They really did. They really did. Um, and sport is no exception to that. And, um, uh, I like for me. I, I, I guess I'm. I, I consider myself blessed that I'm constantly never satisfied with my own competitive nature. I just want to keep on. I, I, I'm safe to say, like deep down, I want to be remembered as a as one of the greats of the sport. That's what I want to get to. And and if I don't get if I don't get there, fair enough. But that's the drive in in my head. I just like, well, I just love this so much that that's what makes me keep training. That's what makes me keep keep pursuing it. And, I, yeah, it'd be very easy to become. I've seen so many people in the Australian amateur scene that were on par with me stop because they became satisfied. Stop because they became satisfied. Different people, and um, only currently, only Jordan and Lachlan are the only two other guys in the country that I've seen yet to become satisfied. They're all still pushing, but so many others have have, have parked the car and said, "Yeah, that'll do." Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean. Um 
it, it, it's um, it'll all play out in the long run. You're in a unique situation. Funnily enough, um, after w- your comments on Herman, Herman Stevens called me uh, a couple of days after <coughs> and explained his circumstances. And it was largely around what we we're talking about there. You know, he's got a young, very young son, a mm. um, lot of distractions at work and so on. And that's pretty much, you know, it, it speaks back to what I was saying a moment ago. It's around priorities. It's around where you view it, the priority of sports in your life, your pursuits in sport. Where does it rank in your life? How important is it to you? Your time in life, your status in life. My, for me, my peak was, was cut short through injury. But I know that in my early 20s through to sort of early 30s before I got injured, that was when I was 110% driven and focused on that and nothing, nothing else. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, when my son was born, my, my eldest son, uh, I wouldn't have been that guy. Wouldn't have been that guy. Not going to say that I would. So it's a you know, there's a lot of things you've got to consider. And, um, and I think that's where you look to the answers in, in who's at what level in the sport and what their, their own personal, um, perspectives are in that respect. My God, that's deep. <laughs> and with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's deep. So deep. Yes. Oh goddamn deep. Guys, we've been on yeah. for another twenty-nine plus minutes, and I think look at that forearm on Coach Ray. Eh? He got in early with that one. Oh, there it is. That's probably out of shot. You'd be taking loads of abuse for this. Now he's brought it, narrowed it in. Feel the thickness of that wrist these days. Jeez. Yeah. I wonder if Brandon is watching. He's watching for sure. He's trying to get every grain of salt from me that he can. He's that nervous. It's going to happen, 6.01, once we get out of this global lockdown rubbish. Oh, how it is on. Ladies and gentlemen, wraps up show number seven. We hope that you didn't fall asleep with the depth that we went to in that show. Listen, guys, joking aside, send us in questions if you want us. Yeah, if you send us in questions, let us know what you would like to hear about. Write to Ray, write to Ryan, send it to myself, even put it in the comments. We will pick it up. And uh, we will be back and address those questions. Guys, on a personal note, hope you and your families are staying safe and well as we go into an additional few weeks of lockdown. And, uh, yeah, if you like what you see, please do like the video, share it. Please subscribe, guys. And uh, we will be back very, very soon with these two monkeys to walk through more stuff right here on The Fix. Thank you, Dan. Yeah.